Today's reading is from John 1, which can be found on page 1063 of the Church Bibles. So that's John 1, starting at verse 1 to 18. The Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This is he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, happy Christmas to you all. Shall we pray as we look at that marvellous text of scripture? Lord Jesus, you have brought grace and truth into the world and into our lives. And we pray that you would show us that this morning, that you would embed it deep in our hearts, that we might live it out, and that we might shine as your lights in this dark world. For we ask it to your Father's glory. Amen. Okay, well, here's a little bit of a history test. Who can tell me who that is on the screen? This is not a question. Oh, yes, go on. Can you tell me? It's not Neil Armstrong, but you're in the right territory. It's that sort of a person, so let's just see who it is. Uh, Go on, Andrew. Who is it? It is Yuri Gagarin. That's right. And what's he famous for? The first man in space. That's right. 12th of April, 1961, even before I was born, uh, Yuri Gagarin was there uh, in space. Now, does anyone know what he's supposed to have said uh, when he was up there? Very famous and rather unfortunate quote. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, oh, head, headmaster. Red, retired, but still wise. I've been to space and I didn't see God. 
yet near enough. I've been to space and I didn't see God. I looked and looked, but I didn't see God. Actually, to be fair to Yuri Gagarin, he probably didn't say it. It's not in any of the transcripts. And um, it occurs in a speech that the Soviet president was making a few days later when he wanted to use uh, Gagarin for his anti-God cause. But there we go. The words have become associated uh, with Gagarin. I looked and looked and didn't see God. There he was in space, and God wasn't there. And it was designed to crush people like us who believe in God and that he's come into this world. But actually, it was a very stupid thing to say, because John had made the observation 2,000 years before, no one has ever seen God. No surprise that when Gagarin went into space, he didn't see him either. And this is the verse we're going to focus on uh, this Christmas morning. No one has ever seen God, but God the one and only who is at the Father's side has made him known. So I'd love you to have your Bibles open uh, to the reading that uh, Wang brought for us from John uh, chapter 1. Later in the talk, uh, we're going to... uh, See if we can uh, get the first person to find and read one of the verses from this. So it'd be good if you have it open. Which reminds me, John, I've forgotten a box of chocolates. Or oh, James, you've not, you're not wired up. Can you find me a box of chocolates so that I can bribe people? I mean, uh, give appropriate prizes uh, when people come and help me in the talk. Thank you very much. So, no one has ever seen God. We can't see him, but he wants us to know him. So we're going to see how that happens. And for that, I need my first two volunteers. So who'd like to come up? Oh, yes, there was a hand right down there. Yes, 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 I've become, I've become number one. And who's going to help me uh, as well? I've got one. Maybe when, oh, David, you brought the box of chocolates. That's great. Maybe that will help. So there we go. We need another volunteer. It's not a scary thing. Nothing bad that you have to do. Have one more. Oh, yes, here we go. Thank you, enthusiastic grandma, for bringing. Right, I'd like you to open that one. And maybe, do you think you could open that? Yeah. You know, open that. Okay, so you open these, and let's see what, just rip the paper off. It's been exceedingly well wrapped by eldest daughter. And let's see what we've got inside. Okay, so just hold that up. And that is, well, just describe what that is. Uh, where's the microphone gone? There it is. What are you holding? A Bible. Oh, it's not a Bible. Have a good look at the cover. Can you see that? That's a book. A book. It's a book, that's right. And have you got a book too? Yeah, let's hold that up now. Just turn, hold those up for everyone to see. I'll put them on the screen as well so we've, uh, we've got them up there. These are the two books that my helpers are holding. Um, you can have a chocolate as long as it's all right with... There you go. You better have one. Well, not in a box. I was thinking if that's all right, if I could keep the box. If that's all right, and then just... That's marvellous. Okay, now I'm going to need a little bit of help, I think from the audience. So who can tell me what those two books have got in common? Because they look pretty different, don't they? What was that? Science fiction. Uh, yes. Good, good one. Uh, that, that wasn't the one I was expecting, but that's a good one. Both science fiction. Uh, what else do you notice about them? What makes them the same or similar to each other? Do you know what I thought you would get, you well-read congregation? Clive Staples Lewis, both written by Clive. But that wasn't the answer I was looking for. I was just hoping someone would say it. But I'll just feed you that line. Now, I'll tell you what it is, because I don't think you're going to get it. What holds these two books together, even though they're really, really different to each other, is that in both of them, the author of the story puts himself in the story. 
So in Atlantis Found, uh, Dirk Pitt meets Clive Cussler. And uh, in both uh, Perilandra and Out of the Silent Planet, C.S. Lewis has a conversation with the characters that he's writing about. So in both of these books, the authors put themselves in the stories. Right, you can pop those down then, just give them those to me. And we'll have a round of applause for my helpers. Thank you very much. That's it, you can go and sit down again. So those two books, that's interesting, isn't it? Normally you read a book and the author doesn't appear in the book. The book's just about the world that he's creating. But in these books, the authors have put themselves in the story. Now, I'm going to show you a film clip, uh, slightly more recently written uh, or or produced than those uh, two books. Uh, I'm going to have two questions uh, while you're watching it. And this is where, if you're on the live stream, uh, you're going to have this bit muted. Sorry about that. Uh, I want to know what the movie is, and I want to know the name of the person who's driving the truck. Okay, so here's the movie clip. So, uh, what's the name of the movie? Thor. Thor that's right. Who's, who's seen Thor? Yeah, a few, few Marvel superheroes fans. And uh, who's driving the truck? This is a bit of a niche question, but uh, let's see. So, who, who said it? It is. It is Stan Lee. And what's Stan Lee famous for? He wrote, he's the author. He's the creator of the Marvel Universe. So there we go. He's got a, so he's the one who wrote the comics that became the films and he puts himself into the film. Isn't that interesting? So the author put himself into the story. So let's go back to where we started. So there's uh, Gagarin and he says, I looked and I looked, but I didn't see God. Well, that happened when C.S. Lewis was still alive. Uh, and he said, uh, after that, if there is a God, and he said this in response to the, uh, the quote from, uh, from Gagarin, if there is a God who created the world and created us, I could no more meet him than Hamlet could meet Shakespeare. But the only way that he will know something about Shakespeare, that Hamlet will know something about Shakespeare, is if Shakespeare writes himself into the play. And friends... That's what Christmas is all about. We are the story that God is writing. And Christmas is God writing himself into the story. So we can know the author of life. We can know the creator of the universe and of us because he's come right here alongside us in the story of life and the universe. But how will we recognize him when he appears? That's the next question. John tells us uh, that the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. So John is telling us uh, in the start of his gospel that this is about God making an appearance, the author entering the story. The true light was coming into the world. But what is this light? Who is this light? Well, let's come back to the verse that we're focusing on this morning. John says, no one's ever seen God, obviously, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, who has made him known. In other words, God, who is at God's side, has made God known. And if you think that's a bit strange and mind-blowing, yes, it is. That's the point. God, who made everything, has entered his creation to make himself known. 
And if we say, well, what does that mean? Well, John would say, read the rest of the story. This is the introduction. The point of an introduction is to lead you in to the rest of the account. And my hope and prayer for you uh, is that, especially if you're not reading the Bible at the moment uh, for yourself, that you might, over this next few weeks, just pick up a copy of John's Gospel and discover who is this God who makes God known. As Jesus will say a little later uh, in this gospel, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. In other words, if we want to see God, we don't look into space, but we look to Jesus. And the place where we find Jesus, because we weren't around to see him, is here. And John says, I've written these things so that you might come to believe in him. And that you might find life in his name as you do. So that's my one challenge to you. If you're not reading the Bible at the moment, pick up a copy of John's Gospel and discover who the author is who's come into the story. His name is Jesus. And when we see Jesus, we see God and we know God. It's the old like father, like son Uh, So this leads me to what I thought would be our next little uh, fun bit of competition. Uh, Like father, like son, you know the way it works. Uh, Sons uh, look a little bit like their fathers. Daughters look a little bit like their mothers. So I'd just like, if you're here in a family group, um, I'd just like you to all have a peer at each other. And uh, let's see, uh, if if we've got any mums and daughters or dads and sons who have a family resemblance and that you can be outed by other members of your family, and they will kick you up to the front, and we will vote on who most looks like mum or dad. So uh, let's see who we've got here. Uh, Apparently Noah's been sent up by his sisters, so Noah, you can come up and lead the way. Come on, dear boy. Right, uh, who's going to send me a a, a mum and daughter or a dad and son? Yes, come on, come on, bring it on. And yes, we've come, come this way. Come this way. Excellent. <laughs> Come on up. Absolutely. No, no, this is, uh, we're going to do a little competition here, a little vote. So, oh, this is wonderful. So we've got, uh, yeah, you come and stand up here. That's it, just on the, on the stage. So we've got, we've got the wall and the camera. That's it. So we can turn off the other picture in the picture, if we can do that without breaking it. So, let's just say, I would just like to introduce yourselves to us all. Uh, I'm Roy Wilkinson. The son, the The oldest. Uh, Prodigal. Absolutely. Yes, so what. Okay, uh, and what's your name? Noah. And whose dad is, 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 who's your dad? You. That would be me. I think they knew that, but we were just helping them out. Okay, uh, right, introduce yourself. I'm Peter. And? I'm Peter. <laughs> That's very, whoa, peas in a pod. Right, okay, and who have we got here? I'm Claire. And? Nevaeh. Nevaeh, That's a lovely name. And? Caleb. And, ooh. Joshua. Joshua, <laughs> I'm just, I love the fact you've both got funky hats on. That's great. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a cheerometer. Okay, so um, we'll start over here uh, with uh, couple number one. Uh, so, if you think uh, son looks like dad, let's have a cheer. Okay, I, I'd give that a, I'd give that a six on the cheerometer. Uh, we'll come back to you last. Okay, uh, um, 
Peter and Peter? Oh, I think that's a seven. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. It's Nevaeh and sorry, I forgot the word. Claire. Nevaeh and Claire? Mm, seven and a half. I think you might. Okay. And Caleb? And, and, and gosh, it's Sunday morning. I forgot. Joshua. Right. Caleb and Joshua. Okay. And me and the boy? It's very close. Do you know what? Uh, it's Christmas. Should we give everyone a prize? So, have uh, 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 claps, lots of claps. There you go. Here one of those. Right. When when you've feasted, you may go and sit down again. So, that's great. This is very revealing. Oh, they're not bad for you. They're part of a calorie-controlled diet. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's Christmas. Also, brown things. Brown things have no calories. I don't know if you knew that. It's a special food trick. Okay. There we go. We, we've just seen that. Oh, wonderful, wonderful uh, set of comparisons there. That was very revealing for me, actually, seeing some of you there. So fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, when we meet the child, how often do we say, oh, I can see, chip off the old block? Well, that's only a little bit true uh, for us uh, as human beings. I did put a, a picture of me and, and my boy up there, just in case no one came, but hard to see, isn't it? Uh, no, it isn't at all. So... Well, when we look at Jesus, we don't just see a family resemblance, we see God as he actually is, because he really is God in all his fullness. Do you want to know God? Then come to Jesus. And when you look at Jesus, when you look to him, you're looking to your creator. You're looking to the one who made everything, who's going to wrap it all up, and who's entered the story, not to tell us off but to bring us peace and to restore us to know our Father in heaven. So we're the story that God is writing. Christmas is God writing himself in. If you want to know God, then look to his Son who reveals him perfectly, Jesus Christ. But what happens when we do look to Jesus? Well, uh, here uh, is when I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite food at Christmas time? So uh, just uh, shout out some answers. Pigs in blankets. Oh, yes. Now I'm looking forward to later on. Uh, good. Pigs in blankets. Anything else? Christmas pudding. Perhaps. Yep. Mince pies. If you went to Aldi and there were no more mince pies, it's because Noah ate them all. So mince pies. Other favorite foods? Turkey. Thank you for somebody for mentioning turkey. Thank you very much. Uh, anything else? Gravy. Gravy. Uh, a less common choice, but... Without the sauce, the meat is dry, so there we go, gravy. So we have all sorts of favourite foods at Christmas. None of you said the hamburger. (laughs) Dear me. Anyone having hamburgers today? I'd I'd, I'd dread to ask. But anyway, so uh, we have all sorts of different foods at Christmas, but um, not perhaps the favourite Christmas food, but the hamburger, I'm sure James will have just learnt this at Oak Hill, uh, is a technical theological term for describing one way of structuring a passage and... um, what that means is, uh, when you look at a hamburger, it's got some equal bits to, uh, working towards the middle. So you've got bread on the outer bits, then you've got some salad, fairly pointless, but some people like to put it in. And then you've got the most important bit in the middle. What's the most important bit of the hamburger? Someone said cheese. I'm sure boiled bean burger substitutes are available, uh, but we're talking about the meat. That's the most important thing in the hamburger. A hamburger with salad and cheese and bread and no meat, what's that? A failed sandwich. So, 
a hamburger needs the meat. Okay, that's the point of it. So the, the, the point of it, the thing that gives it its character, is what's in the middle. Now John uh, writes his first 18 verses like a hamburger. Uh, so verses 1 and 2 match verse 18, and we won't do all of this now because it's Christmas morning. But the point is, it drives you towards the very middle of the passage as to be the most important thing that John wants you to know about why the creator entered creation, about why Jesus came into this world. So someone find verse 12 and put your hand up and I'd like you to read it out for me. This is where I said you needed your Bible open at the beginning. Uh, a microphone. Who's going to read that for me? Rosalind, you had your hand up. Verse 12, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Thank you, Rosalind. So that's the very heart of the message. To those who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The author didn't enter the story just to teach us or just to show us some miracles, although those were really important things. He came because he wanted to bring us into God's family so that just as he is the son of God, we can become the daughters and sons of God when we put our trust in him. Where the story that God's writing in Christmas is God writing himself into it. If you want to know God, then you need to look to his son, Jesus Christ, who reveals him perfectly. And if we look to him in faith, then we get to call God dad. We become the adopted, loved, forever secure and intimately related to God children that he has sent his son to rescue. That's the best present of all. No one has ever seen God, but God the one and only who is at the Father's side has made him known. Remember that verse. Remember what it means. And may you have the most wonderful Christmas as you reflect on the greatest gift of all. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you were the author who came into your story. Thank you that you are the one who reveals God to us so that we might know him. And thank you that as we trust in you, we become the sons and daughters of God. Please would you write that word on our hearts that we might know your grace and truth now and always. Amen.